بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وحده وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على من لا نبي بعده وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين my brothers my sisters today as much as it is a friday it is the time of salatul jumuah inshallah i will be officiating a nikah in a few moments and i think it's only correct for us to mention a few points in order for it to serve as a means of reminder for all of us that part of what allah almighty expects of us is to make an effort to get married and in order to do that you need to build yourself ya ma'shar ash-shababa man istata'a minkum al-ba'ata falyatazawwaj fa innahu ahsanu lil-farj wa aghaddu lil-basar wa man lam yastati' fa 'alayhi bis-sawm did you hear how short that hadith is? Do you want to know how deep it is in meaning? The Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, clearly says, O youth, O youngsters, whoever from amongst you has the ability and capacity to get married, you should do so. You should do so. Ability and capacity, referring firstly to you being prepared for marriage. Secondly, making sure that part of that preparation is you have the physical strength, you are healthy, you've taken care of yourself, you've built your connection with Allah, you have consciousness of Allah. Those who don't have consciousness of Allah, they won't survive in a marriage. That's why in the khutbah of marriage, Four times it says, Ittaqullah or Ittaqu Rabbakum. Four times. O you who believe, fear Allah, be conscious of Allah, develop the correct relationship with Allah. Ya ayyuhan nas, O people, Ittaqu Rabbakum. Be consciousness of your Rabb, be conscious of your Rabb. So all this is part of the preparation to get married. You've developed your relationship with Allah, you have a consciousness of Allah. You fulfill your salah, you ensure that you are a decent Muslim, then you are qualified now to start looking to get married. Many people think, well, this guy's got a good job, this guy's okay, you know, he's mashallah or she is uh, good looking and so on. Mashallah, mashallah. The Prophet Muhammad gave us guidance in that regard. He says, people marry for several reasons. Some marry because of looks, some marry because of wealth, some marry because of lineage. People marry for different reasons. Some marry because of the deen, because of the religiousness of the person. He says, Be victorious, achieve success by marrying someone who has a deep connection with Allah. Be successful by marrying someone who is deeply connected to Allah. Their deen is in order. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't look at the person you're getting married to. You ask someone, how's their faith? They say, no, they make five salah. They make 10 salah because the five is the farad and they add on that sunnah and nafil and everything else. Hang on, hang on. Still, the Prophet ﷺ has asked us to meet your potential spouse. Meet your potential spouse. Don't be so pious and holy that you say, no problem, it's okay, I won't see them. The Prophet Muhammad once 
was told by one of his companions that he's getting married to an Ansariya. Ansariya meaning a woman from Medina. He said, have you seen her? The companion says, no, I haven't. I just heard about her. Do you know what he said? Go and see her. Go and meet her. Subhanallah. At the time, he used the terminology, He says, you know, in the eyes of the Ansar, there is something. What he meant is, go and see. Make sure you know who you're getting married to. You need to look at them, talk to them. You need to at least be slightly attracted to whom you're getting married to. Everyone has a different taste and a different choice and so on. So it's not wrong. In fact, it is a sunnah. That having been said, the primary, the primary issue should be that of the deen. I've given this example in the past and I'm going to say it again because it's very interesting. You see, you have a point system. When you want to get married, you have a point system. So you tick it off and you give them a mark at each point. If they have deen, they get one. Okay, they get how much? One. If they have good looks, add a zero to that. How much does it become? Ten. If they, are, if they come from a very good family, add another zero to it. What do you get now? A hundred. If they have, for example, they come from a wealthy family, add another zero to that. How much did you get? A thousand. So if you have the other three where we added zeros, mashallah, it's a bonus. But if you don't have the deen, you drop the one. What's left? Zero. There's nothing there. So each thing would build on the deen. That's what it is. So the hadith is trying to tell you primarily it's the deen that you should look at. The consciousness of Allah. Do you pray five times a day? Wallahi, last night I was in a place called Harrogate. Someone asked me, I'm getting married. The guy doesn't pray, but he told me he will start. I said, let him start first. Two years later, you can readdress the matter and see, do you pray? If you do, then inshallah, we can talk about this now. Because when people say, I will change, they do not change. 99% they don't. If you think I'll marry this person and change them, you are living in another world altogether. People don't change. They become worse sometimes. Because they get into a comfort zone. They'll promise you the world. Both ways it happens. May Allah Almighty help us become good people. That's why the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, says, Ya ma'ashara shababa, man istata'a minkumul ba'ata falyatazawwaj. O youth, whoever from among you is able and capable and has the capacity, get married. Make an effort. I said that capacity is not only financial and physical. Financial is important. Physical is important. You must maintain good health from a young age. Teenagers out there, don't waste yourselves by eating junk all the time. No, discipline yourselves, build your bodies, have good habits, quit the smoking and whatever else it may be. You need to build yourself for your future, for the sake of Allah, and then fulfill the obligation Allah has placed on your shoulders of marriage. It's part of the system of Allah. If marriage was not part of the plan of Allah, this masjid would have been empty. I wouldn't have been here. It's part of Allah's plan. He wants us to reproduce and recreate. That's how it is. So building yourself includes development of your consciousness of Allah and your connection with Allah. What else does it include? 
Building your capacity includes working on your habits and your character, your values, your morals. How do you speak? If you want to know whether you're ready to get married, ask yourself, how much do I swear? If you swear a lot, you're not prepared. You're not ready to get married. You might think you are. You might have the physical capacity. You might have the financial ability. You don't make a good spouse, be it a wife or a husband, because you swear too much. You have an anger, anger, temper. You get angry for little things. Hang on. You're going to oppress your spouse both ways. It's not just the wife or the husband. It's both ways. Sometimes you have people who say, I'm excited. I'm getting married. And then later on, they find that the girl has a temper. <coughs> you wouldn't believe it sometimes. I remember back in the day when I first started about 20 something odd years ago, counseling people and helping them and guiding them. I was still quite young myself. And there was an issue where men used to beat up their wives at some point and they would try and justify it by throwing in a verse of the Quran and that was taken totally out of context. But as time progressed, it started changing. We have now a problem of wives beating their husbands. Mashallah. May Allah grant us ease. And poor man is too embarrassed to admit and to come and say, I've got this problem because he's supposed to be a man, so to speak. But that's not how it is. It works either way. We need to develop ourselves to prepare to get married, to qualify, to qualify to be a spouse. Work on your habits. If you are struggling with a bad habit, hold on. Don't, don't trouble someone else's child by getting married to them. You're not yet ready. Hang on. It's okay. They ask me, what age should we marry? Before we used to say, soon as possible. Soon as you're ready, let's go. But what's ready? Explain to them what is ready. Because nowadays the youngster's 14, 15. He says, I want to get married to protect myself from zina. You're using a good line. But my brother, you're only 14, man. What do you know? What do you know? 14. 15, 16, they'll tell you, you know, I'm at high school. I'm in love with someone. I need to protect myself from zina. So I have to get married now. My brother, what do you have? What is it? You are not able, not capable. So the Prophet says, get married when you are able and capable. You have built the capacity. You've built your relation with Allah. Physically, you are fit. You have good health. And at the same time, financially, you can take care of a family or at least your system around you can assist you to take care of a family. It's not necessary for you to have your own particular salary that is enough to take care of your own family. You could and it's not wrong to rely on your folks and your parents. It's not wrong at all. Some people say, but what do you earn? Now I work for my dad. So what? What's wrong? There's nothing wrong. Some of the most successful people on earth have worked for their fathers. Let's not become people who look at it in one way. You could. I know of a, a person who was declined and denied marriage simply because he said, I sit on my laptop all day and I earn. A few years ago, when someone told you that, you would think to yourself, this guy is unemployed. But he's earning more than you guys, man. One click of the button and he's made a million pounds. Isn't it happening? Come on, you guys are in Preston. You should know, man. <laughs> Must you do salam on top of that? Allah grant us ease. So, it, is, it does not mean you need to have the old original way of earning. You could have for as long as it's halal, alhamdulillah. But the Prophet ﷺ says, 
Why should you get married? There are so many reasons. You know, he, we, Allah explains to us how it's important to have children. And you know, you don't need to have children instantly. As soon as I get married, I must have kids. No, 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 no. You could have, you could decide to have children in a year, two years. It's not wrong. When we were little, we used to believe all of this was totally wrong because that's the only way we were taught. But as time progresses, you are taught, you know what? You are allowed to space it out. You are allowed to actually decide, look, we'll have kids in two years. Then if it comes in the process, thank Allah, thank Allah. There are so many ahadith, it's not my topic, but so many ahadith that would prove this, including what Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu said. So you are allowed to decide, you know what? We'll have children two years from now. I normally tell the young people who get married, try not to have children immediately because you, you know what? We are counselors who witness children who are stuck in the midst of a relationship that perhaps didn't work at all. So it's not wrong. It's all up to you when you are certain I'm satisfied for this person to be the mother of my children or the father of my children, inshallah. But in the process, if something happens, it's from Allah. You can't control every time everything. It's from Allah. You try your best and whatever comes, you must thank Allah. The same way people say, we want boys and then they only get girls. And some say we want girls and they only get boys. They hold it against the spouse. I've had boys, men and people from the boys' sides at times come to you and say, but I've only got girls until I found out scientifically, it's in the man, it's not in the woman. The X and X is by, with the female, the X and Y is with the male. So if you're only getting one gender, it's Allah, that's what it is. It's Allah's choice and decision and decree. You have to be happy no matter what. And thank Allah. So the ahadith make mention of why you should be getting married and the other narrations have spoken about children and being good parents and the opening of the doors of huge acts of worship. I give you a quick example. You are a parent. What is the status of parents? Very high. What's the status of a mother? Very, very high. Why? She's been through a lot of struggle from the moment you were conceived. She probably had morning sickness. She probably struggled. She probably couldn't sleep. A time came when she didn't even know if she was going to survive. Yeah. And thereafter she took care of you. Allah chose her. So imagine if there was no marriage and no children involved at all. Where would you get your status of parenthood from? There's one status higher than that. Can I tell it to you? If Allah has chosen not to give you children and you have accepted the decree of Allah and you bear sabr on that, your status will be higher than that of parents. There goes. Did you hear that? That's a very important statement today. Because from amongst us, there are quite a few who probably don't have children because Allah chose that they won't have. And that's why it's rude to ask someone, hey, you guys are married for five years. When are you going to have children now? Come on. It's very rude. That question is not for a Muslim. Leave them alone. None of your business. It could be the most depressing question. You don't know what you've done. You suddenly see someone with a tear rolling down their eye because of your silly question. Leave them alone. Make dua for them. That's it. If Allah has not blessed you with children, 
When you surrender to the decree of Allah and you are happy with what He's chosen for you, while you keep trying to achieve what you believe you want, Allah says for you is a higher status. So going back to this original hadith, the Prophet says, فَإِنَّهُ أَحْصَنُ لِلْفَرْجِ Get married, O oh youngsters, if you can, you have the capacity, you are able, capable, get married. It's better for you, your chastity, your morality, for the protection of your private parts. Which means, it's a natural desire within a human being to fulfill their base needs. It's natural, it's normal. Allah says, we give you a way to do it. We give you a proper way of doing things. And Allah Almighty is great. My beloved brothers and sisters, He will facilitate for you. Ask Allah, Oh Allah, guide me. Oh Allah, bless me. Oh Allah, help me to make the correct decisions. Because the decision of the spouse that you've chosen determines a lot of the rest of your life. The type of spouse you've chosen for yourself determines a lot of the rest of your life and how it will go. It's based on the type of person it is. You're going to have a beautiful person serving you, serving each other, helping, being kind, being progressive in a good sense, you know, understanding how to speak to each other, fulfilling each other's rights, being the coolness of each other. Alhamdulillah, helping each other fulfill your duties unto Allah. What more do you want? What more do you want? You have someone every day screaming, shouting, swearing. What less do you want? La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. That's why I say you get married, watch your tongue. One of the verses I'm going to read a little bit later. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu attaqullaha wa qulu qawlan sadeeda. O you who believe, be conscious of Allah and say that which is upright, sadeed. That means don't utter abusive words. Don't say bad words, no swearing, no lying, no vulgar words and so on. Don't be hurtful in the way you speak. You may have differences, you will have differences. Brothers have differences. Parents with children have differences. So spouses are definitely going to have a few here and there. Navigate through them with great maturity. Be very mature about the way you deal with differences. It will happen. Shaitan is real. Shaitan comes every day to us. Be careful how you talk to people. The tongue, one of the most important factors of your marriage, go out of your way to say loving words to your spouse. And Allah will open the doors. Something goes wrong, you want to yell, you want to scream, hold yourself back. You get a reward for the supper. So Allah has kept it in a way that it is protective. When you get married, it protects you from fulfilling your base desire in a haram way. It will help you to lower your gaze. It should. Why? Brother, I have a wife. What do I need to look at the rest of the world for? It's okay. Lower your gaze. Allah blessed you. Take a look at those who are trying to get married and they really are struggling. It's happening. The other day we were speaking about marriage somewhere and I said something interesting. Someone came and told me that was so true. Back in the day, back in the day, even the time when I got married in the 90s and earlier, because some of you obviously are older than me, it was easier to get married, but there were less choices. We knew less people. There was no social media. The parents came about and said, right, I found someone for you. Say, hey, mashallah, where? They say, here, meet once or twice and next thing, mashallah, you're in the masjid and you're married. 
You only knew how many people? About 20, 30 in my life, families. Today we know a million, but it's more difficult to get married. Do you agree? <laughs> Subhanallah. It goes to show how the world has changed, but it's becoming tricky. The youngsters are smiling because they know you are so, so right. On your social media, you've got so many people, but guess what? It's not easy, man, to get married. I know so many, but is, this is not wife material. This is not husband material. This is, a, this is problematic. I heard this about this and that about that. May Allah Almighty make it easy for us. Make a lot of dua. Amen. You know what I believe is the solution for that? As funny as it may sound. The solution for that is for you and I to correct ourselves. Don't wait until others correct themselves. Don't say, hey, it's very hard to find a spouse. Ask yourself, are you a good spouse? People will find you. Because many times you have youngsters and even young girls, they say, I'm looking for a spouse. They must be like this, like this, like this, like they draw a list that's prohibitive. Such that I tell them, I found a guy. They say, but he's not looking for a girl like you. Allahu Akbar. Did you hear that? So when you want a nice long list of things, ask yourself, am I a person whom, when we do find this person, would he really be interested in someone like me? It goes both ways. No, I just gave you one example, but both ways. So be a good person, develop your character, your conduct, lower your gaze. Then the Prophet ﷺ addresses the others. Remember I said the 14-year-old and 16-year-old at high school and saying, I need to get married urgently to protect myself from haram. You know what? You're not able, capable, you don't have the capacity. So the Prophet ﷺ says, Whoever is unable to fulfill all the duties and obligations of a spouse, fast. Fast on a daily basis if you want to every other day. Or fast the sunnah, Mondays and Thursdays and so on. It will help you. That's what the Prophet says. It will assist you. It goes to show that sometimes you want to do something but you can't. I want to buy a Lamborghini, I can't. It's okay, I'll die without it. So what? What's the big deal? No big deal. May Allah Almighty grant us goodness and ease. This is a beautiful hadith. Lovely hadith. Every time there was a nikah, the Prophet Muhammad seized the opportunity to give the people a few words of goodness and guidance. Today, because it's Jum'ah as well, it's the last Jum'ah of the Gregorian calendar. And at the same time, we're gathered here in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I thought we'd make it an opportunity where we can talk about it through the Jum'ah. And in a few moments, I'll be officiating a nikah as I said. The best gift you can ever give those who come together in marriage is a good dua. Do you know what the dua states? The sunnah. Barakallahu lakuma wa baraka alaykuma wa jama'a baynakuma fi khair. May Allah bless the two of you. And may Allah bless everything that resulted in and will result as the two of you have come together Everything that is resultant, may Allah bless it. Whether it is new relations, because you have new relatives, you have a whole chunk of family that now you need to fulfill the rights of. It's not easy. You have to navigate through the politics of entire new family. It happens with all families, every single family. You won't know them, you get to know them slowly but surely. That's not easy. So you make dua for barakah in it. May Allah help us. You make dua for barakah, the children, the relations, the sustenance to come. Did you know that sometimes, it's a very important point and I'm conscious of the time, so don't worry. People say, you can't get married because you're not earning enough. I tell you something. 
The Prophet ﷺ says, in fact, Allah says in the Quran, Subhanallah. Allah speaks about marriage and He says, if they are poor as a result of that marriage, we will open the doors of sustenance and provide for them. How many people didn't have much? And when they got married, the doors of sustenance opened like floodgates. Most of the older people don't realize when they got married, they had nothing. The same guys who make it a condition on their sons-in-law to have a castle and a palace equivalent to that of the kings and the lords before they get married. Come on. But when you were married, you didn't even have slippers, bro. Allahu Akbar. Is it not a fact? I'm talking about ourselves and our parents and our grandparents. As long as there was a good guy coming to the masjid, they said, Behijaw. Right or wrong? But today things have changed. We've become so material. There is one quality you need, the quality of responsibility. If the guy is irresponsible, even if he's wealthy, trust me, it's not a good deal. But if he's responsible, he's not such a wealthy person. He's okay. He's making ends meet, alhamdulillah. You know what? That responsibility with the consciousness of Allah, together Allah will open the floodgates. So that's why we say, may Allah open our doors. We make dua for barakah. We make dua for barakah in every single way. And like I said, that's the best gift. And I seize the opportunity really to make a dua for the families that have come together. And I pray that it can be a means and an example for all of us as well. Those who are married, may Allah bless you in your marriages and help you resolve issues and grant you good growth. Those who are not married, may Allah open your doors. And may Allah Almighty grant you spouses who will be the coolness of your eyes. And may Allah Almighty make it easy for us and our children. May Allah make us from among those whom, when people associate with us, they really feel empowered. And they really feel that, you know what? I've met someone who has contributed positively in my life. May Allah bless you all. Have you ever wished that there was a Muslim version of YouTube or Netflix? Well, we have created one. The One Islam TV app has no adverts and is safe to browse for your peace of mind. Watch hundreds of high-quality produced Islamic reminders, Quran videos, stories of the prophets, hot topic, debates, and so much more. Four to eight new videos are uploaded daily, inshallah. You can watch or listen to videos while your device is switched off. Watch videos on demand or download videos and watch offline. One Islam TV is 100% run and owned by Muslims, which means the small amount you pay for your subscription is a sadaqah jariyah, continuous charity for you, as we use the funds raised to continue producing more beneficial videos and reminders, inshallah. The One Islam TV app is now available on Apple devices, Apple TV, Android devices, Android TV, Amazon Fire TV, and Roku. So you can watch on most devices and smart TVs. Download now for a free 7-day trial. May Allah reward you for supporting our work.
Mm-hmm.